0: Hello, Brewery Fanatics, and welcome back to another episode of Brewery Travels, now a part of the SodaPod Network. I'm your host, Joel Geyer, otherwise known as Brewery Travels on Social Media. And today we are going to journey back down south to Alabama and specifically hone in on Birmingham. I'm excited for this episode. It's a state that we have not featured at all yet. And as always, I have an amazing guest with me ralph and so ralph why don't we get the ball rolling and just kind of give the audience a brief introduction about what got you into beer and how you're part of the beer community
1: so first of all thanks for having me on this this is really awesome to be on here um number two like i pretty much always like to tell people about how i got into beer just like from my first starting because when i got my first taste of beer sorry when i was literally a young kid by accident, like around like five or six. Like my great grandfather had a can of Budweiser next to him, but me and my little, you know, child mind thought that was a can of Coke. So I literally had a little sip of it and then spit it right back out. Never thought I was gonna be having beer again. That-
0: I think I think a lot of us have a story similar to that with our first days of beer as a child. Right, yeah,
1: just kind of like, well, <laughs> okay, I'm never gonna have this again flash forward to me being in college over at uab here in birmingham and i had my first sip of actual craft beer by that point point, it was a a place called jay clyde that's no longer here but it was pretty much like the place that was always known for its craft beer selection always a really popular place to go around to and i had my first sip of good people brown ale and that's literally what got me into craft beer that was probably one of the best beers i had when i first or first, you know, best drinks I ever had when I um became an adult. So I was kind of like, okay, so this is what beer is, this is what beer could be. So that's what got me into it. And then after that point, I was just like, okay, if this is like what this tastes like, I wonder what else other kind of things could be like. So I started to get more into stouts, porters, got into IPAs, got into like all different kinds of stuff. I'm kind of like, this is a lot different than I thought it was going to be. This is like nowhere near like what I had when I was a little kid. And then just really got, to, got into that. So that's how I got myself into craft beer, um, which actually like kind of led me into getting, trying to get into the craft beer community or into the industry actually, because I was somebody that was always trying to find something new to try to do, like try and find something to get myself into. And really by that point, I was doing a lot with craft beer. Always, always posting about it. You know, always, people always asking me about, about my opinions. So I was kind of like, I bet I could probably get into this because there's not a lot of people that look like me that's actually in craft beer as well. So I was just like, let me just do this. See how that's that's going to be. And then started working at the same place. I started my uh, craft beer journey at J. Clyde. So not only did that, where is that where I started, but I also started working there. And that's how I got myself into the craft beer industry. Dad started working at a couple of places. Um, but there was a brewery here in Alabama called um, Red Hills. For, and I started working there. But then I also started working at Hop City at the same time. And uh, I'm trying to think. There was a full-time position that opened up at Hop City. Started working there full-time. And now here I am five years. Is it five years? Yeah, five years Um, since last month. And I am the social media manager there, I am the um, assistant bar manager there, and also the event coordinator there, and I've been having a good time and just, it's been a blast.
0: Yeah, and and so I'll ask for this again, but for the listeners, can you also shout out where they can probably follow you on social media? Because I know that's another big part of kind of your whole presence in the beer community as well. Yeah,
1: so pretty much they can always follow me at Beer Blackman. So that's B E E R E D Blackman. Always easy way to remember it. You're getting a beer ed- education from a black man. And pretty much it's all about trying to bring more talk about diversity, inclusion, representation in craft beer. Because, again, there's not a lot of times where you go to a brewery or a beer bar or a beer store or wherever, and you kind of see people like me. And especially the living here. That's one of those things where... I didn't get to see that when I always went around, so it's kind of like I wanted to start my own brand to kind of help bring those kind of conversations, bring that kind, of talk about it, and you know let other people know that it it's kind of like, hey, you, are, there's probably somebody that looks like you out here. Hey, I'm one of them, and I, I want to be able to make it a little bit more of a place to where people feel welcome if they don't have that kind of, um, if they don't feel like they don't have that representation for themselves and whatnot. So I want yeah. to. Be- bring that out a little
0: bit absolutely well and we're so we're going to touch on a lot of what you even just kind of mentioned in your introduction but first of all i just want to say a brown ale kind of being your gateway beer is awesome because most of the time you know you hear people kind of jumping in like maybe like a german style lager or maybe a pale ale or something but i love that the brown ale is what kind of got you sold into it uh but so you obviously have a lot of experience being in birmingham and being a part of the beer scene for as long as you have in birmingham and just in the last like decade plus there's been so many changes in the alabama beer scene because you know for a long time up until what mid 20 2009 there was no beer that could be above six percent could be sold in stores and bars no tap rooms until 2011 uh you know and then even just last year another bill was passed that kind of helped increase the amount of beer to go that consumers could purchase and free the hops is actually based in birmingham and they've kind of played a huge role in getting many of these laws changed so from your experience How has the Birmingham beer scene evolved over the course of all of these kind of changing laws as as beer became more popular? And are there any other kind of laws and regulations that you're hoping to see altered or removed to kind of help further the craft beer scene there?
1: I, well, to start off with, like, how Birmingham kind of helped with um, Alabama and the craft beer scene, I mean, pretty much it kind of was the place that started it all. Um, The place I was talking about, Good People, they were pretty much the first craft beer brewery that kind of helped with that movement they're 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 always talking about like you know they've been legally brewing since um 2008 and whatnot but i mean they kind of was the place that really just started it all and helped make what craft beer was and then you got places like avondale then cahaba you got places like straight to l and all these different kind of places that popped up throughout the years and whatnot and it got to be to where it became more of just kind of like this oh it's just gonna be a fad or you know thing to where it's kind of like always actually helping bringing people into the city like people are coming to these breweries from out of you know out of the city or you know from other counties or outside the state or you know outside the country and whatnot coming to Birmingham to drink some of our beers and that's like literally something that a lot of people really never thought that that was going to be a thing and that's really was something that helped bring a lot of people into the city, especially during the time when Birmingham was starting to do a lot of new um, and exciting things within the city. Um, Always, a lot of people always know about our past, how it was back in the civil rights time. And now it's kind of like, we're changing. We're trying to do a lot of different things compared to where like craft beer has been the thing, food has been the thing around here. Um, We've been having like a really nice music scene around here and whatnot. And craft beer helped bring people in. Um, And uh, like you mentioned, a lot of laws have changed and whatnot. So to where, you know, now like our ABV limit is 13.9%. That's where, you know, like you can very much, any brewer can be able to make stuff to that point. But then also we can get beers from other breweries outside of our area in like at that percentage and whatnot. So it makes it to where it's not just you're going to get just your standard IPA or pale ales or whatnot you can be able to get all these imperials that you can be able to get and then we're able to make some really cool stuff I mean hell like El Gordo from good people is literally at 13.9% and that's literally one of those beers that everybody always talked about they have Talk about from a lot of different places. I think they've been on different um, Magazines I might be I might be wrong about that, but they've been doing a lot of different things and whatnot and just makes it to where we're not just staying in one level. We're able to advance now and be able to do a lot of different stuff. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff that we. I wish we could be able to do. I wish that ABV limit personally was a little bit higher because there's a lot of breweries that are making some really, really cool stuff. Um, like Doctor said, I wish we could be able to get 120 in here and be able to have that be a thing around here, but we can't. But it's, it's cool that we'd be able to have stuff that could be kind of similar that we could be able to brew that could have those kind of similar ideas and whatnot here in the city and whatnot. So maybe one day that might be a thing, but who's to say, you know, only time will tell.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, no, that, that is that is an interesting thing that, you know. We still view these states and for so many places around the country craft beer is is so important but there's still a lot of areas where there are so many different limitations whether it's the beer the tap rooms distribution there's so many hurdles still that a lot of breweries have to jump through uh depending on where they're where they are located and you mentioned kind of talking about. Birmingham, like like people actually coming to visit Birmingham for these craft breweries. And, and in 2020, Thrillist put together a list of 13 U.S. destinations that are secretly hiding incredible beer scenes and included Birmingham in part of it. And, you know, as, as I'm sure, you know, a lot of these, you know, Thrillist, like a lot of these different like clickbait top 10 or whatever the case is lists, take them with a grain of salt, you know, kind of depends. But in this particular list, I'm very, fam- I was very familiar with several of them that made the cut and certainly agreed with them so do you feel like Birmingham was secretly hiding when it kind of came to the crappier conversation and if so do you still feel that's the case
1: I would say yes to that part but then also add to where I feel like it has kind of gotten to people's eyes now because like back then we like like I said before people knew about birmingham but probably did not know about the um, the craft beer scene and it was just one of those things where it's kind of like we were uh all, our own little well telled secret you know it's like everybody knew about all the stuff that we were doing from like good people to trim tab to you know like i was talking about with straight to l or all these different kind of places but especially here in birmingham where we we're making some really good beers and going back to talking about like with trim tab they were kind of the place that really caught a lot of people's eye on, like, different stuff, like, with their some of their IPAs and whatnot, and some of their Imperial Stouts when they came out. And they were doing some, like, really crazy, really amazing stuff. And there still are to this day. But um, it's one of those things where I think a lot of people really did not realize what kind of stuff that we had. And I think a lot of people just never really thought, like, a little place in the middle of, you know, Alabama is going to be able to come out and make some, like, bangers or whatnot. But then once they actually came here and be able to see what was going on, it's really was cool to be able to see that like that, those kind of things popped up and whatnot. I think even still people that live around here still are kind of amazed about like some of the beers that we do and whatnot. Um, I think like it's starting to get to the point where especially now because there's a lot of places that are starting to get more um, notoriety and whatnot that are starting to pop up into areas that a lot of people probably didn't know about. That's not to say that Birmingham is still not a part of that conversation. Like I think we're still making those kind of things where a lot of people are still coming around. I mean, I not to try to toot my own horn, but I've been able to make some collaborations with different breweries around here that a lot of people are starting to hear about as well. So it's kind of like there are stuff that people are doing, whether it's the brewery themselves or if it's kind of like doing collaborations with other breweries and whatnot. And that kind of helps out as well because, you know, even more breweries, you know, like say, like um high wire, if, we're, if they were to do it, something with um one of our breweries here, that's something from people in actual that probably never even thought that Birmingham had a craft beer scene here around right here. And it's kind of like, oh shoot, they do. Let me actually go over to this brewery and checking them out. So that's kinda another thing about it that kind of helps um, get Birmingham's name out there that probably a lot of a lot of people did not think that was going to be
0: able to do. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that that's a really good point, especially about kind of the collaborations and how breweries almost essentially networking with other breweries around whether it's the region or even country at times does help get their name in in front of more people's eyes and so just to kind of follow up with that too quick when you're you, you were talking about how like Birmingham started to kind of realize that hey like people are coming here and they're spending money in our city because of craft beer so has it has have you noticed like a change in how kind of the city overall has kind of marketed craft beer over the last you know x number of years
1: um if you're talking about, like, the city as a whole, I probably won't say, like, as much as it has previously. I think it's pretty much about roughly about the same. Um, like, literally, it's one of those things where it's people have always known, like, like I mentioned earlier, people have known about it. And people, I think they kind of grasped on it really quickly at the very beginning. And I don't think, I really don't see it changing too much recently just because like it's kinda of one of those things where it's it kinda of has been a nice little stay momentum as kinda of just went its own way. Um so I think like right now it's been kind of to where the city has definitely embraced what it has, but hasn't really ch- hasn't really kind of like changed much about it since then just because people already know about the Mason Beer that we do here in Birmingham. And I think that it just kinda of just been a nice little steady pace after that point
0: yeah no for for sure well and so now kind of looking more again now zeroing in on, on the beer scene a little bit more in depth when when you look at kind of a map of the breweries in birmingham most of them are kind of clustered around the central part of the city and then stretch to the east but there's also a handful kind of scattered across a couple suburbs and some other communities towards the south Do you envision more growth occurring? And if so, do you believe it's more likely to occur within the city where there's already a pretty high concentration of breweries or maybe in some of these other places that haven't experienced local breweries or maybe only have like one or two?
1: I think at this point, we'll probably have a lot more on the outside Um, just because I think we're so used to so many places downtown that a lot of places around the city, like you was mentioning, like in some of the suburbs and, you know, some of the places outside of that area um, to where now it's kind of like, they want to get their name into it. I mean, I, the the whole joke about Birmingham is kind of like, we take up the whole county of Jefferson County and whatnot. So it's kind of like, if you tell somebody that you're in one part of Jefferson County, it's kind of like, oh, so you're in Birmingham. So it's, so it's still one of those areas where it's going to be kind of like, Is Birmingham is the center area to where everybody always talks about but even like these little places like Vestavia or Mountain Brook or Homewood or Trustwell, which we have one already named Ferris and there's another one that's gonna be opening up pretty soon I think in the next few months but I think a lot of other places want to be able to have breweries just because a lot of times some people don't want to go downtown to be able to do that kind of stuff they just want to have like a brewery in their own neighborhood and that's kind of one of those great things to be able to have a brewery to where you don't have to worry about going all the way downtown if you don't have the ability to and you just be like hey let's just go over to um over here and have a you know have a beer in our own area and whatnot and i think that's going to be one of those things where you're going to start seeing a lot more of those kind of things now i will also say there's some breweries that are starting to come around now that's starting to bring their breweries that are from out of state into downtown because they know about what's going on around here. Um, Monday night social club is one of those places and whatnot. And that's one of those places where I never really thought that that was going to be a thing, but a lot of people have really embraced the social club to be a part of the Birmingham craft beer scene. And then we're getting the highway that's supposed to be opening up in the next couple of weeks and whatnot. So that's going to be another thing that's going to be added to the mix. So homegrown um, breweries from here I think it might be more outwards but breweries from outward are coming inward if that makes any sense
0: yeah no absolutely that makes perfect sense and I love that explanation because I I do so for, for people if you do look it up like for me as a brewery traveler if I'm visiting the city it is kind of great because almost all like most of the breweries are within a pretty concise area of the city and, and centrally located you know you know if you are staying in the city and that it would make sense if you are an outside like you mentioned a monday night or a high wire you want to be where a lot of people are already coming to drink craft beer of course as the kind of an outside name but there has been more of a movement as we go further and further along with craft beer people like supporting like hyper local like you know in the neighborhood brew like what it used to be way 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 back in the day when there was a ton of brew you know like it. Were, you were serving your your immediate community and not necessarily relying on tourism and everything so that's makes a lot of sense. I think that's a common theme is, is that more places want to have their own brewery, whether it's no neighborhood, suburb, et cetera. But I think that that, that is a really, really great point. Uh, and so now let's kind of switch over and let's talk a little bit about Hop City Beer and Wine, because it you have obviously spent a considerable amount of time working there and been, and been part of that business now for for quite a while. And with over 66 rotating taps, over 1200 different beers available, just what has their presence meant to the local craft beer scene in Birmingham?
1: Well, the thing about it, like with Hop City, we do a lot of things that a lot of places, a lot of people never really thought. I mean, like, you know, when you think about going to pick up beer, usually a lot of times you think about going to the grocery store or going to the gas station, you know, and try to get yourself like a Bud Light or, you know, whatever is available over there. With Hop City, we kind of be able to be like, okay, if you want to be able to have something that's really, really cool we got that for you. I mean, it's always interesting when people come around and see how Hop city is. And then like, as soon as they step in, then it's kind of like they're at Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. And just stepping in just seeing like, you know, they're a kid in a uh, toy store when I just their eyes open up and they're just kind of like, wow. And just seeing all those kind of things and be able to say that like, you can be able to go in and have a beer and then go shop and uh, shop around and whatnot. It's one of those things where, and because the good thing about like we've evolved and changed. Like we, at the beginning, it was more to where um, the tap room was actually more supposed to be just for growler fields. It didn't come until like later on that the tap room became more of an actual beer bar and whatnot. That where you could be able to drink this stuff there and be able to enjoy that there. So um, it kind of, and I think it. The thing, the good thing about it is we have done so much for the city and helped out with building the craft beer community around here because we've done so many different things. I mean, like we were one of the places that kind of helped start out with um, the homebrew section. Granted it's not there anymore, but I mean, like we were one of the places that were, uh, was available when it became a, a thing to do and whatnot. So, um, Hop City is one of those places where I feel like a lot of people, and we're still getting people that still don't know who, you know, who we are. Even We're we're going to be here for about 10 years in October. It's, a, it's officially 10 years in October, and it's crazy just like we've been around here for so long. But even still, then, there's a lot of people that don't know who we are, what we do, and all the different kinds of stuff and be able to see all the different kinds of wine tastings that we do or beer tastings or even like the beer dinners and wine dinners and whatnot. And that's another thing. Like you don't see a lot of places do those kind of things at certain restaurants. I mean, you don't get to go to your neighborhood Applebee's and be like, oh, I want to be able to do like a beer dinner, you know, with um, stone or whatnot. We'd be able to do that kind of stuff just because we have amazing restaurants right next to us that be able to make those kind of things available and make those things and more interesting than just your standard, oh, I'm just gonna go ahead and buy a six pack and whatnot. And we're so knowledgeable about the different kinds of things to where we have so many different selections. Like you just mentioned, like we have like about 1200 to 1500 different selections in just the retail area alone to where you can be able to find something that fits your style. I mean, like we got a whole bunch of different bourbon barrel aged stuff. We got a whole bunch of like really cool, funky sours that are are just from all over the world and whatnot. we have so many different things where you're not just having to find just the thing that you could be able to go to your next party with you can be able to find something that's going to be that really intrigues you that wants you to, that you won't be able to take home with you and just after you know a long days of work you'll be like i want to be able to crack something up and have something that's going to be cool and we do something a lot different and i think a lot of people once we came around understood like hey maybe we want to start, you know start taking craft beer a little bit seriously as well so You get people like, you know, the Piggly Wiggly that do amazing things around there, and they have a really nice craft beer selection as well. But a lot of people come to us first because they know of our selection. They know what we have and the expertise that we bring into the community and whatnot. And a lot of people just always like to have fun when we try, you know, bring in the new stuff or the really rare stuff that you won't probably see anywhere else in the city, much less in the state.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, th- that sounds absolutely incredible in a place that I personally would thoroughly enjoy, I'm sure, uh, just with the variety of choices, as you said, you're bound to find something there that you like, it's, it seems like, uh, so that that is certainly uh, very, very cool to hear. And-
1: I always I, I like it when, like especially because when people come in, it's kind of one of those things where... It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's always a game for me because I'm always wanting to be able to be like, okay, let's see if I can find what they like. and like, be a, to, like a
0: crazy game of guess who or something.
1: Exactly, exactly. Because like literally it's kind of like, you know, somebody will tell me like, you know, I don't like beer. Okay, let's see if, if you really don't. And I was like, tell me your profile. Tell me like what kind of stuff you like. Tell me like if you like, you know, something sweet. If you like something sour. If you like something bitter. If you like something fruity or, you know, whatever. Or even like what kind of cocktails do you drink? Do you drink any kind of wine? Like what kind of? food do you like to eat and whatnot and i could be able to to search in kind of an area where it might fit for them and it's a lot of times where it's kind of like oh this is beer like yeah this is beer (laughs) you know get like one of those fruity sours or like a really nice you know cool bourbon barrel aged stout and whatnot and then a lot of people just find those kind of things more interesting it's kind of like okay cool you do like beer you just didn't know like what areas really kind of look for and i think that's another thing that what Hop City does is kinda like we really try to search and make sure that people find their area to where they can start from there. And then if they want to, they can be able to branch out, be able to kind of explore a little bit more if they want to and be like, okay, if I like this, maybe I might be able to find something that's kind of similar in a different area and different style and be able to go from there. So I think like Hop City has definitely helped change the game and try and make things a little bit more interesting and um and beer buying and whatnot
0: helping to kind of open the door to more potential craft beer drinkers, you know, by, by exposing them to all the different things that they may not know exist. That That is absolutely perfect. Um, So now kind of transitioning, you know, looking from not just specifically to Birmingham, but out, outside of the Birmingham area, um, Huntsville seems to kind of be the other city in Alabama with a fairly strong and growing craft beer scene. So how would you kind of compare the two? And are there any other areas in the state that you see craft beer emerging more?
1: Um, Huntsville is definitely one of those like, after Birmingham kind of started everything with craft beer and whatnot, you started to see Huntsville starting to pick up and whatnot. Um, like I mentioned about earlier, you got straight to L and then you got um, Yellowhammer, you got Fractal, you got a whole bunch of different places that are starting to make their name. And then they're having their own particular scene as well, where, excuse me, um, they're pretty much kind of more of like a, um, like their own little style to it and whatnot even though like they're still a building city they are not like how we are but that's also a good thing about it because it makes it to where they can be have be their own destination as well because they have such a fantastic area around there that's kind of just like right there underneath the mountains that you know just before you get into Appalachian mountain area you can go right into the little area and it's not crazy, it's not always busy. It almost feels like a small town, but almost like a big town as well. It's kind of like right in that nice little middle that they're doing amazing things over there. And I I always tell people like, if you ever have a chance, go up there in Huntsville. Um, I know that there's a couple other places that are starting to have breweries around there. I know Montgomery has a couple that's around there. And I think there's a few that are in the Mobile area near the Bay and whatnot. There's not a lot of places, I think, that have started like how we have, like how Birmingham and Huntsville have. Not to say that they're not. I just really haven't seen a lot of other places kind of like really build up their kind of places like how Huntsville or like how Birmingham has. But I almost would say that, you know, you could probably start seeing a little bit more places going about pretty much in the near future. I just don't know exactly when in said future that's going to be or not
0: yeah no for, for sure one well, Huntsville is the one place in Alabama that I have have visited you know a handful of breweries in and um, obviously by the end of this conversation I'm, I'm clearly going to want to come down to Birmingham as well uh, but so now kind of transitioning to kind of a, a little bit more of a serious subject you you, you talked in your intro about how you've, you've developed in particular with like your Instagram and social media stuff a focus on kind of promoting diversity and so it's been, you know, it's become more of a trending topic in recent years. And as someone in the industry, do you feel that diversity is, is actually improving? And what else needs to be done in order to, to see more real changes? Because obviously this is a topic that, is, as you know, we, we, we still continue to hear stories about issues in diversity, um, whether it's race, gender, wh- whatever the case may be. But that is only probably a tip of the iceberg in terms of what is actually all happening behind closed doors, et cetera.
1: Right. Um, I feel like Birmingham has done some stuff to kind of help out. Um, obviously, you know, like, like I mentioned before, I have different collaborations that I've done around the city that, you know, that's been one of those things where I wanted to make sure that people saw that, Hey, there's people out here that look like you that are not only just drinking this stuff, but also making this stuff. I remember when I, I did my first, um, collab. And then people were coming up to me and it's kind of like, I appreciate you doing this. I didn't realize, you know, like people were out there doing this kind of stuff or I thought that I was like, you know, one of the only people that really cared about this kind of stuff. And now I know that I could be able to do that kind of stuff. And it's cool to be able to see those kind of things go about. Um, I know that there's a lot more that we can do because like the thing about it, especially with craft beer, like less, like around 1% of breweries are black owned. And just thinking about it, it might be even less, you know, for like the Hispanic area, for you know, for people of Asian culture, or you know, Na- or Native American culture, or anything like that. And then just thinking about like all those kind of things, that where a lot of people don't have that chance, where they feel like they're being represented, they don't get to see themselves in the tap rooms too often, or be able to feel like they see themselves in social media, because like a lot of times, you know, the whole stereotypical idea of craft beer is. You know as a white guy with a beard, probably like a hipster and whatnot, that you know that does this, and, and that's not really the case. I mean, there's plenty of places around the area that you know, I won't say so much in Alabama because there's not like there's not a lot of you know, too many people of color, uh, you know, owned breweries here. That's not to say that's not gonna happen yet. Um, uh, we did have one called um, Banner Brothers that used to brew over in tuscaloosa they're no longer with us i think they closed down about like a couple years before the pandemic started but like you got places like um crowns and hops over in inglewood that's going to be opening up pretty soon inglewood california to be more exact. that um garrett oliver the the goat of craft beer i mean like literally over the, at brooklyn brewery doing his thing there's so many different other places atlantucky Napa roots have their own brewery called atlantucky over in atlanta and um shout out to Skinny and scales i mean like they are uh, they're doing amazing things and and whatnot and then you got people who are out there doing stuff on social media like you got like Eric with uncap everything um, here in Birmingham you got um, actually with brewed black girl and she's doing amazing things out there I mean there's so many different people that are doing stuff and I wish I'd be able to remember everybody and why not um, and if I did I'm sorry I love y'all um but like literally there's so much stuff that's out there to where we I wish more people could be able to have that opportunity to where getting the idea of it being one way for craft beer, I wish that could be a thing that we wouldn't have to worry about. My goal is to be w- able one day to where it's just a natural thing to where you're seeing more black owned or more woman owned or more people in the a community owning places of craft beer to where I don't even have to worry about it. Like, literally, I want beer black man to be a place where I'm just talking about beer at that point. Not have to worry about talking about, you know, what's going on or what brewery is, you know, you know doing all this kind of wrong stuff to people of color or all this kind of stuff. I want to be able to have it to where we can be able to change that kind of stuff. And I think like what we can do to make those kind of things happen, is actually have like a genuine, like have a genuine idea of what you want to do. Like how can we be able to bring more people of color into our tap rooms, be able to be able to have them drink our beers or whatnot. Cause a lot of times also, you got to think about where those beers are going to be placed at. They're going to be placed in usually the predominantly white neighborhoods. You don't get to go to some of the black neighborhoods, like here in, in the town. You don't usually go to like West End or Winona or Bessemer or anything like that and see craft beer too often. You might like here and there, but it's not like a big thing. And I think just it's always just been to where we're known to only drink certain styles and whatnot. But again, there's so many different people that are out there they're drinking craft beer, they're making craft beer, they're putting craft beer out there on the map that we don't usually get to see. And I think it's not just becoming a little bit of a, you know, trend, I guess, if, if that makes any sense, like how a lot of people are really trying to, you know, jump onto stuff. This is something that a lot of people are taking seriously and trying to, you know, make it to where it's being a thing to where it's, become, it's going to become normal. And that's why I want to be able to see. I mean, like literally going back to one of my friends who's um, starting his own brewery, Eric, with um, Capsule Brewing over in uh, Vermont, uh, not Vermont, um, Virginia, and he's going to be doing amazing things. Um, Joe, who's starting up his brewery over in Atlanta called Indigo, and that's going to be opening up hopefully in the next couple of years. And just those kind of things are going to be the stuff that you hope to see more places doing. And I hope to see somebody here in Birmingham do that as well because it would make, I think it will open a lot of people's eyes on what, how craft beer can be. Because also if you really think about it, black people started beer. I mean, like literally how how beer started was in Egypt and it came from Africa before a lot of people, a lot of people just, or not from, really from Egypt, but some of the first ideas of it came from Egypt and throughout the whole continent of Africa and I think a lot of people really don't understand that. And I think a lot of people, a lot of black people don't get to know about that as well. And hope that we can be able to let people know like about our heritage because beer is, you know, beer is black in my personal opinion. Like, you know, it's definitely something where a lot of people don't get to see that kind of stuff. And I hope that, you know, the black people can, black people can be able to take what they know is a part of their history and be able to learn a little bit more about it so that way they can be able to understand how beer can be a part of their lives as well. Not saying that it's gonna be something where a lot of people are gonna be able to enjoy all of it, but at least know about their history, know about what brings them into the mix and be able to be uh, like, hey, if I really wanna be able to go to these breweries, I can because it's a part of my history. It's a part of who I am. And as you know, your ancestors did this.
0: Yeah, that was, so much that, that was all phenomenal. And, and I, there's several points that I just want to make sure that are that really kind of stick with people. And that's, you know, this is a conversation that we hope we don't have to have eventually, because it's just going to become the norm, because I have brought this up, case, okay, like, I, I know, when I did my Atlanta episode, I believe in Detroit, and there's a few other episodes as well that we did discuss kind of diversity. And overall, there, the, the, there are some similar themes throughout them. And, you know, for me, I think the one point that you just said that really hit me was, you know, talking about the places that you go like the breweries themselves and the, the, the tap houses and, and the beer bars generally are not found in like black neighborhoods. As you say, I being living in Milwaukee, Milwaukee is notoriously known as one of the more segregated cities in the country. And when you look at a map of the breweries, it literally should, I mean, it shows that to a very, you know, exact extent. And and, and I hadn't, I, I, I kind of had thought of that, but that you bringing it up to me really kind of hit that home to me is, is that, you know, there's a huge section of the city that doesn't have anything in terms of craft beer and i think we can all guess now like what the predominant you know type of type of people that live in these neighborhoods are and so i think that that's a really good point in that it's not necessarily about just trying to get people to, to have craft beer you know to a certain extent the craft beer needs to be willing to come to them too just to kind of introduce it because as you said people don't realize you know like the like kind of the, the culture and history behind beer and, and i loved hearing that fr- from your from your eyes as well uh and so now to kind of shift back to the actual individual beers themselves in in Birmingham. I'd like you to kind of create a flight of four beers to represent the Birmingham beer scene. And this can focus on a certain style, a brewery, one offs, flagships, whatever you see fit. If I, you know, if for a visitor that doesn't know anything about Birmingham beer, what four beers would you like to put in front of them?
1: So I will probably start off with Good People IPA. That's literally like the one, actually, you know what? I As much as I like the Good People IPA, I would probably say Good People Snake Handler because I, I will put that in there just because that's one of those beers that a lot of people always hear about so often. And it's always one of those things where you can probably go to just about any place that sells beer and people are always going to be asking, do you have, you know, Snake Handler available? There's a reason why we keep Snake Handler on draft over at Hop City because like, it's one of those things where as soon as somebody sees it, they're already going for it. And, um, so I probably put that one up there. Number one, um, I will probably say as well, I'll probably put trim tab, um, paradise now in there because that was always one, of the, I think that's one of the first sours in our area that kind of just made sours a big thing for the city. Because I think like the, the top three styles that really sell around are IPAs, sours, or any form of like a Pilsner lager or any kind of light beer. Um, so I would say that, uh, I would probably also put talking about light beers, probably put in, um, Cahaba Blonde, cause that's probably one of the top beers in our area. I, actually, I think it's probably one of the top selling beers in our state. Um, it's one of those beers where, you know, a lot of people kind of got to themselves into craft beer because of Cahaba Blonde. And not really thinking like you know, oh, I can really drink something like this, and you know, it's actually you know craft beer and whatnot. So I think that's going to be one thing. And so we got Snake Handler, we got Paradise Now, we got Cobble Blonde. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm going to throw myself into the mix. I want I want to put one of my collaborations in there.
0: Absolutely, just. you should you should absolutely be doing that.
1: <laughs> so I want to put in um, Imperial Sucker Punch from um, Birmingham District. And also Birmingham District is one of those places where they are freaking phenomenal and whatnot, but uh, my beer, the Imperial Sucker Punch, I would want to put that in there because a lot of people really been interested into it. And I'm I'm glad it took off as well as it did. It's a beer that I was thinking about making because I wanted to have something that tasted like red kool-aid or hawaiian punch but also have like electrolytes into it so i pretty much called it the gatorade of beers
0: oh absolutely oh i 100 percent want to try that ralph dude man like literally <laughs> becomes,
1: got you i got you a can but um but like literally it's one of those where um it's it's something a lot of people been pushing out there and a couple of people some of my friends i um took a couple of four packs too and let them try it out and they've kind of liked it as well so um also that was like one of the first beers i've ever seen over at um talladega <laughs> just over at the super speedway and then be able to see that kind of stuff so those would be my four I'd say good people snake handler trim tab paradise now um kahaba blonde and then uh, imperial circle punch by birmingham this year
0: and and, and you yes <laughs> and you <laughs> so um now let's look looking kind of broader i know that we've talked a lot a lot of different breweries there in the birmingham area and uh, you know, and I just wanted to give you a chance to kind of give some shout outs to three area breweries that you know favorites a heavy connotation, but what three breweries that maybe we've already brought up or maybe that we haven't brought up yet that you want to give a shout out to for one reason or another?
1: Um, well, going back to uh, one that I was just talking about, um, Birmingham District. they are definitely one of the newer breweries in the in the city. They've only been open for about two, three, maybe four years now. And as soon as they came in, they came in and came in hot. I mean, like they are doing amazing things around there. And just from like uh, some of the collabs they've done with some of the breweries around the area, um, they've done stuff with some of their bartenders as well and uh, make that those kind of things happen. And they've been really, really good. So Birmingham District is definitely one place I want to give a shout out to. Um, One place I don't think that a lot of people really give enough um, credit to, but they do a lot of really good things is Cahaba. Cahaba is one of those places where a lot of people think of them as being kind of like the, the, if you're trying to go for a place that does beer and does it correct, like the, the right style of it. Cahaba is one of those places. They make them so great, but then they also have definitely advanced their stuff a lot and they've been able to, um, changed the way they've done their, their tap room, make how they brew beers and whatnot. Um, they've done a really a lot of good things around there. Also, because they do a lot of stuff, going back to what our conversation about diversity, they started um, a, the Black History Month Festival about a couple of months ago, and, or a couple of years ago, I should say, actually, and really made a lot of changes, to try to do those kind of things, and also do a Women's History Month Festival as well
0: what exactly did that all entail like in, in terms of like with the actual events with that
1: so with black history month festival that's pretty much where they bring all black owned um, vendors food trucks um musicians and whatnot and just you know try to bring more you know more eyes onto the black community and you know black businesses and whatnot so that's that's what that kind of entail and then they also um raise money for black um black owned charities as well so you don't see that a lot in Birmingham, and it was kind of cool to see a brewery be able to be one of the first to really do that. And then, same idea with uh, the women History Month uh, festival; they do the exact same thing, only everything is women-owned. So, women-owned uh, vendors, uh, women-owned food trucks, which I think we only have a couple, but even so, then do that kind of stuff. Um, have beers brewed, do collaborations by women and whatnot, and have those kind of things. And they actually have a panel to do every year to where they talk about different stuff on how craft beer can be better. And, you know, especially, you know, how it is for the women in the, in the industry and whatnot. So um, definitely Cahaba will always have my respect for that. So they're definitely a shout out. And then I will give one more shout out to a brewery that a lot of people have been hearing about, but that hasn't had their own spot yet. And it's um, uproot brewing. They're gonna be having their own actually they're gonna be opening it up by the end of this year, beginning of next year. And they really been doing amazing beers and whatnot. Um, Nate, who's the brewer over at Ferris right now, that's gonna be his upstart. His um um new brewery is gonna be opening it up and Nate is a fantastic, amazing brewer who does amazing things. Um his sours, if you ever have a chance to go to um, Ferris and try some of his sours out. If you're a fan of sours and you like the really fruity or kind of really intense sours, those are the ones you really want to get in your.
0: Sounds up my alley. Yeah,
1: and like, like Larry, he does a lot of good stuff with those, and especially like his IPAs are incredible. I mean, like, he does some really cool dried hop sour, I mean, dry hop IPAs, and he's going to be doing a lot of amazing stuff once Uproot comes around in the next couple of months. So um, Uproot is one of those where a lot of people have had his beers, from that, from um, from under that name, but once the doors open for the actual brick and mortar, a lot of people are going to be going around there, and a lot of people are going to be getting um the name out there of Uproot. So that's going to be a definitely uh, one that a lot of people need to get their um, eyes on very, very quickly.
0: Awesome. That, that that sounds great. Well, Ralph, I, I want to thank you so much for coming on and joining me to talk about the Burlington beer scene as well as many other topics as well. This has been phenomenal. I've, I've loved getting to listen and learn from you. Uh, so any kind of final thoughts and conclusions about Burling, Burlington craft beer scene, why people should come check it out? I mean, I know you already sold me, so I'm sure you've been selling the listeners a, as well on that.
1: Yeah, so definitely um, like literally what I was talking about Birmingham is kind of like we do a lot of really cool stuff. I mean, like from a lot of the different festivals that go around here at some of the breweries, um, like, you know, with um, um, El Gordo Day over at Good People or um, there's stuff that goes on over at Cahaba or even like the um, the, um, Lager Fest that goes on over at Ferris. There's plenty of different things going around here. There's a brewery I feel like that's that could fit anybody around here and fit whatever kind of style that you're looking for. So um it's it's definitely one of those things where when you come to Birmingham, expect to have a full day. It's it's never just gonna be like, you know, you're just gonna go to a couple. If you're from out if you're from out of the city or out of the state and you come to Birmingham, just go ahead and make a day to say like you're gonna go to all the breweries because it's gonna be a cool cool kind of day to go over and check them all out and while you're here i mean definitely come to birmingham i mean we're doing our 10-year anniversary on october 2nd and like literally celebrating 10 years and just always cool just be able to see how many people come around i mean we usually have about like two to three thousand people come to hop city just for the anniversary party and we have wow that we put on a lot of collabs a lot of one-offs Specifically, just for us, that a lot of other places won't be able to touch, and that's just one of those things where a lot of people get. That's what we do here in Birmingham. We get to have fun and make some really cool craft beer. But again, like I was mentioning earlier, it's not the end. Like literally, we might have, you know, we might be at a low right now, especially after pen after um the pandemic happened. But we're getting right back into it. We're getting right back into there, and I think. Now you're going to start seeing a lot of people doing a lot of awesome things and new places coming around here. Like I said, we got um, Monday Night already here. Highwire is going to be opening up pretty soon. I wouldn't be surprised if we have more breweries coming around here pretty soon. You know, from out of state coming to Birmingham and trying to have their tap room around here. So whenever you come to Birmingham, expect to have a good time. Expect to have some great beers. Expect to have good people to talk to while you're around here. You know, the whole idea about Southern hospitality. It's a really a cool idea, and I think a lot of the stuff that we do here kind of brings that idea of southern hospitality to here in Birmingham. We do it; we do it very well. So, if you ever come around, definitely come around to a lot of breweries. Also, come see your boy over at Hop City. I'll, I'll always be around in some way, shape, or form.
0: Well, and if and if people want to follow you on social media, maybe even buy some merch like what you're wearing, uh, how can they? How can they find you again?
1: Yes. So, um, so like I said. Follow me on social media at Beard Man. Again, B-E-E-R-E-D Blackman. So beer with an E D Black man. Um, I've got a like i have talked about, I got a lot of collaborations I um got coming up. I got two out there right now, the Imperial Sucker Punch with Birmingham District. Um if you're if you're in the Atlanta area um, when this is out and hopefully it might still be around by the time that um you're hearing this. Um I got a beer with um elsewhere brewing out of Atlanta called um Black Toberfest that is an unfiltered German lager or is wickel beer and it is it's something that I am very, very happy about. Um also if you're in Atlanta on October fifteenth is Black Toberfest, where a hundred different black owned breweries, brewers, um people, Black people in the craft beer community are doing different things and they're having their beers out there. They're doing, doing doing different collabs. They're putting their beers out there. It's pretty much a beer festival in October, but it's all Black. So Blacktoberfest for you. Um, there's just a lot of different stuff that I am so happy that I've been able to put my name out there into the craft beer industry and be able to see how that's been doing. And um, trust me, you, you haven't seen the last of uh, what I got put out there. Like, there's a lot more stuff that I'm working on that I won't be talking about right now. But if you want to follow me, like I said, follow me on social media beard black man. And check out what I got going on. You won't be super, You won't be um, upset. I promise you on that.
0: That is one of the best teasers I think I've heard from someone talking about their social media, uh, in terms of like, hey, I got this cool stuff, and there's going to be more, but I'm not going to tell you about it yet. So <laughs> just, it's just absolutely phenomenal, Ralph. This has been amazing. Thank you so much again. And if you are a new listener, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Brewery Travels, on Instagram at Brewery underscore Travels. You can also go to my website, thebrewerytravels.com, where you can find articles links to all the past podcast episodes merchandise uh, interactive maps all of that good stuff so yes this has been amazing I, I hope that one day i'm able to get down to birmingham pop into hop city as well as the other breweries uh, down there in the area and uh, as always remember whether it's where you're visiting or where you're living be sure to drink local everywhere cheers everyone i've been walking around